Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Pitmen Pod. I'm Ryan Hillback and I'm delighted to be joined by former Hensford, Watford and Stoke striker, stroke defender, Francino Francis. Francino, how are you, mate? Yeah, can't complain at all. Um, bit of a bit of an intro there with striker, stroke, defender, two opposite ends of the pitch. How did that kind of transition come about? Um, I tell you what, it started about. I think I got to the age of about twenty-three. I was at Corn, I think, um, for the MFL at the time, and we just had a load of injuries. One game, and my gaffer said to me, um, "Can you go and do a job for me?" That's an interrupt. The, uh, the, the the thing I was wondering when I sort of uh, had a look was like, did you ever get to a point where, say, you were defending a corner and like momentarily forgot that you're actually a defender and not a striker? Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you joined um, Hensford in, in 2012 and spent two years there in your original spell. How did the move come about? Um, it wasn't, it, to be fair, I was, I was speaking to Rob Smith and Larry at the time over the summer, but I had a few options because I was at Tamworth at the time. And I had a, Tamworth offered me a new contract and a few other teams in the National League at the time offered me a contract, but... I was just weighing up my options at the time and I was meant to turn up to a session um, before I signed and I didn't. And Rob Smith left me like a five minute um, voice note just absolutely tearing into me, <laughs> calling me all sorts of names under the sun. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go back on a Tuesday. I come back from, I think I went on tour with Nuneaton to Jersey or um, one of them um, Tannen Islands to play a game. And I came back and I signed for Hensford on a Tuesday after Rob, Rob Smith um, for Emmy. <laughs> so, uh, so we've got Rob Smith to thank for your uh, for your time at the club. Pretty much, Because yeah. you are quite fondly remembered um, by the supporters. I mean, um, what what was your experience like overall at the club, and what do you, what did you think of the place? Uh, Hensford's probably the two. I've played for two clubs at that level, and. Both Hensford and Barber, would pro- I'd probably say, is probably where I've had my best football years, I'd say. Probably the most enjoyable I've had, enjoyable time I've had playing football. My first spell at Hensford was really good, really enjoyed it. I was there with some good lads, some proper, proper, proper players as well, so it, was, it made it even easier, it made it easier for me. I didn't have to overexert myself because I had players that was probably at the same level, or if not better than me. So it was a lot easier, and the, the, the atmosphere amongst the club and the fans, the togetherness with both supporters and players was tremendous because we, we used to have, uh, we, I remember games where uh, we will win and we'll stay in the bar till seven, eight, nine o'clock with the fans just drinking and having a crack and, and I think that's probably one of the, probably one of the most important um, things about the club at the time because the supporters and um, players were like as one and we, we fed off their energy that season we were there and it's the reason why we went up. We, we had games where we weren't so great but we had the fans backing us and, you know what I mean, pushing us on. And we managed to win a lot of games we weren't at our best. And I think that was one of the most important things. And it helps when I've got a few songs about you at the club as well. So it does, you know what I mean, it does get you going. But now I love my time at Hensford. We 
really, really, really lovely club. Friendly people, um, all around, especially the um, the volunteers and the people around the club from top to bottom is, is top. Yeah, so um, you, you mentioned about having a song about you. I'm not, I'm not going to sing it, but I do remember it. Um, as a as a footballer, when you have um, that affinity with the fans, particularly the Hensford fans, does that actually give you a lift? I mean, everybody talks about the psychology of it, but what's that like for yourself as a player? No, it, it does actually help because they're on your side, aren't they? Even if you're not, if you're not doing so well, or you're not having the best of games, or the team's not performing. Once you've got like a crowd, like, as you say, the twelve men behind you, and our fans. When I was at Hensford, it was it, sometimes it was a joy. Sometimes you stop, you stop what you're doing and just listen to them. Like for ninety minutes, they, they won't stop. They won't stop, especially down the not the shed end, but the the, the, the big stand down the back. We uh, we always had a pack where second half we always shoot towards that stand at the back, and it was it was loud, it was loud. It was games it was definitely at times you can you just you, you take it in when you're playing because you know you know what the fans are behind us. Just give them something to cheer about, and that helped us a lot. And that's in my time at the club. Yeah, the the, the old twelfth man. Um, talk, you just mentioned earlier about um that promotion winning se- winning season. Um, obviously a great period for the club. What 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 were your kind of memories of the players that you played with and the experiences around that time? Um, we we didn't start off the best. I think with the first couple of games we didn't start off the best. It was a little bit shaky, but but then we just we just found the rhythm. We found the rhythm week in week out. We, we was just we just turned out results. And obviously we had Ferriby at the time in the league as well. They were flying, so we, we had something to aim at every week. The lads are coming, the lads are putting in five star performances every week. Every week, we had I'm not saying we played our best every week, but we had that, um, we had that team spirit and that togetherness about us that like got us over the line a lot of the times just by having that spirit and wanting to win for each other, wanting to run through brick walls for each other, and that helped us win a lot of games that season. Um, I noticed it because you managed Heath Hayes, is that right? I had a little spell, yeah. I just went and helped them out for a little bit um, a few years ago, yeah. Um, because obviously Hensford were, were very close um, in the summer to, to no longer existing and sadly Heath Hayes was dissolved. Um, that must have been quite emotional for yourself having something to do with the club. It is, it's, not, it's not nice to see football clubs, um, especially, a big, a mass, especially a massive club like Hensford as well. That shouldn't be happening to a local club that, that are so big in the Midlands and, and in terms of football and the league, the Giants, and so the Giant. If you look at the stadium, you look at the ground, that is a National League kind of facilities that they've got. And to see it nearly got going out of business in the, um, in the summer wasn't very nice, especially as an ex-player and somebody that really loved the club as well. Yeah, and and we've had Danny and Danny Glover and Dan Crane in two guys that you know quite well that are kind of kickstarting the the rejuvenating um, period in the club's history. Um, how positive should fans be about having those two at the helm? Um, you've got two people there involved in the club that love the place. Dan Crane obviously been a goalkeeper there for years, and Danny Glover's had a couple of spells at the club, so they've got great affili- um, affiliation with the club, and obviously. I really like, I hope they, they do really well because they're two smashing lads that I played with as well. I just wondered if I could take you back um, to, to your early career, um, starting at Stoke and then really kind of making a name for yourself at Watford. Um, every player's dream, person's dream as a child to, to be in professional football. And you made your debut as a scholar, didn't you, against Wolves? Yeah, yeah. Um, bloody hell, it seems like, what, about 18 years ago that was. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I, I shockingly remember it. So, because I'm actually a Wolves fan, so um, I had a few family members that went to the game and um, well, did remember you coming on. You packed the said you were quite neat and tidy. So, <laughs> as a player, I was neat and tidy back then. So, so what, what what was your experience like at Watford? Um, and that Watford team went up that season, didn't it, to the Premier League? Um, what what was the place like um, when were you then? What kind of uh, memories do you have of it? And what are the players that was there when you were there? Ashley Young, did you always know he was going to kind of be the, the world-renowned star that he became? Um, yeah, he was, Young, he was always different gravy when he was at Watford. First out, last, last in, basically. As a um, youngster, he was only about a couple of years, two years older than me, but it was work, you could tell from straight away, it just worked super hard. He wasn't the biggest lad, but has managed to fill out over the years. <laughs> Um, and am I right in saying that you were born in Jamaica? I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never, uh, never been. But it's you know, people that I know that have gone, it sounds like such an idyllic place. What was your upbringing like? Um, background: um, grew up there till about ten or eleven, and then I moved to the states to live with my mum, and then I moved there at the age of fourteen to because my dad was already living there. I moved there at 14, didn't really pick football up, as I say, I was more into basketball coming from the States, and then I managed, I played a few games for my school, but I played in goal, the first couple of games in school, because obviously basketball, when I say, well, you're good with your hands on here, so you might as well go in goal, so I went in goal, but <laughs> the first two or three games, and then after who's winning, beating somebody about three or four, I said, can I have 10, 15 minutes out, just to like, have a go, I went out and scored a hat-trick in 15 minutes, so I never was <laughs> like, goal. <laughs> you've you've played absolutely everywhere, haven't you? To be fair, <laughs> I played up front. I played, played everywhere. I I just wondered if I could just um just kind of bring like the Jamaican national team into the equation. It's quite um you know you got like of Demara Gray and Mikel Antonio there. Real rejuvenation of um the Jamaican national team. Do you follow the international side? Well, yeah, yeah, I do, I do, and I think they're doing really well at the minute. They've, they've brought in some young young hungry players. Um, 
push a lot of the um, English-born players that are um, helping the national team. As, as you can see with the run that they've had in the, um, the league, the, the um, tournament the other day. The Gold Cup, yeah. They got some, yeah, they got some really good players coming for and Obviously, there's high hopes for the nation for the next World Cup, qualifying for the next World Cup. We haven't qualified since 1998, so yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Remember that 1998 team had like Dion Burton in and and, and things like that, didn't it? Yeah, and it, what, what, what's the domestic league like over there? Because we don't really hear much um, about the Jamaican domestic league. I'll tell you what, the difference, I think the difference with um, Jamaican players are a lot of flair players, so a lot of skill, a lot of, a lot of pace and a lot of power. And I think um, I've, 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 there's quite a few of them out there that play that can probably hold their own in the, um, the lower leagues over here, but the standard's not the, obviously the facilities are different, the weather is different. It's always hot and humid over there, so it, 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 it'll, it'll take them a while to like adapt to the, to the weather over here. But there's a lot of players in Jamaica that play in the national um, Premier League out there that, that can cut it at like League One, League Two, bottom end championship level. Some good players just getting discovered, isn't it? That's the that's the thing. You ain't gonna get a scout travelling ten thousand miles to go watch a game in Jamaica. That's that's probably the only difference. Yeah, and I just wondered if I could bring you back to your, your time at um, Hensford. Um, after the two-year spell, you left and you came back in 2016. How did the uh, the move back to the club come about? Um, I was at, I think I was at Chase Down at the time, and doing pretty all right, but I was doing all right at Chase Down, winning games, and obviously the opportunity came around, and I think Frank Sinclair was there. Um, Dan Crane said, oh, Frank said, if you want to come back, um, come and help us out, because obviously struggling in the back end of the season. Obviously, there's nothing I could have done with, um, in regards to the club getting um, relegated. I only came back for the last five or six games, which was tight, but if I'd have been there, I'd, I'd like to think if I'd have been there for 10, 15 games, I probably would have made much of a difference, but it was hard to come back and try and, you know what I mean? Saved the club from getting relegated at the time, but I did enjoy my, my um, second spell at the club, and I went on to um, take um, took charge of a few games. Um, and Rob and Larry left as well. Um, as a caretaker manager as well. So wow, you've you've like, kind of you've kind of got done done quite a lot, sort of, with the club. How did you transition from um, being a player to to at Hensford to being a manager? Um, it's all right. Good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed. It. I, w I would have liked it a lot more time because I thought if I had a little bit more time, I probably would have been able to um, put my stamp on it. But I was only doing the club a favour at the time. I would have loved to have had the job at the time, but as football, sometimes you don't get that opportunity. Sometimes you have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So, absolutely. And then see what happens in the future. No, but it's definitely a place I'd love to um, love to manage or love to coach. Um, in the future. Yeah, um, you, you've had a couple of a couple of stints at, uh, at manager. Was it you at Wolverhampton Sporting as well? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Had um, just a, just over a year at Wolverhampton. Well, yeah, it was all right. It was a good experience. Good experience. As in my, my first proper foray as a manager. It was a good experience. Obviously, I had to learn some things quickly, and yeah, it's, it's brought me to where I am now, where I'm assistant manager at Smurfing now at the minute which is another bit of a challenge. Um, obviously trying to rejuvenate a club that's been at the bottom of the league for 
the last few years trying to um, rebuild with some youngsters. So it's been it's been difficult, but it's been, it's been good. It's been enjoyable. It's um, obviously another learning curve for me. Another another learning experience for myself because um, I do have ambitions. I wanted to be um, a manager in my own right. So I'm taking every experience I can with me while I'm um, I'm involved. What's the um the setup like at Smedic and um what what um league do do you guys play at? Um, currently in the Midland Football League One, which is got a few local teams like Bilston and teams like that. Um, used to have some giants, some giant football clubs like Hinkley and teams like that. Um, in the division as well. Um, the setup's all right. The setup's decent. We've got um, we currently play our home games at Bolmers and Michaels. Um. 4G facilities. We haven't got their own ground at the minute, but that's something that the chairman's looking into getting their own ground. So we ground share involvement. It's a nice little club. Nice little. It's, it's a um, it's a family-run club, and they've got ambitions of, of where they want to be. It's obviously it's up to us on the players' side to try and deliver that, but we're trying our best. Yeah, it's it's an interesting um, story that you have, um, uh, and cricket as well. That was something that you did for a bit, wasn't it? I still play cricket now. I love cricket, man. It's <laughs> my second sport. I love cricket. I played. I played over the summer, and I played last summer as well. I played for Ruji last year. Yeah, I was seeing that on. I was seeing that on Wikipedia, but you're never quite sure how accurate Wikipedia is. So I didn't know if you were still doing that. Yeah, yeah, I still play. I'm, um... I haven't managed to play much games this summer though because obviously pre-season and everything but I played a few games for Hansworth um, CC this year I, I didn't get I didn't quite get to um, re-sign for Ruzi because of the distance but I still know a few of the boys down there yeah, I, I love cricket I'm, I'm not too bad I'm a, a bit of a bad man I can I bowl a little bit as well do, do you think that you're a better cricketer or a better footballer? And uh, th this one's a bit cheeky, but winning goal at Wembley in an FA Cup final or bowling out the Aussies in the Ashes? Definitely winning goal at Wembley. That's 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 the, that's the right answer, definitely. Um, what what are you what are you up to now? Apart from obviously, I know you you're assistant at Smethwick, still doing your bit of your cricket. Um, mentioned just uh, sort of off air that you were coming back from your day job. What? Yeah, no, absolutely. Got a couple of kids at the minute, so that takes up a lot of time as well. But now, still here, still, still like to go and catch a game now and again down here, but obviously fixture and stuff. Um, I haven't been able to go down the club this summer, but I still try and pop down now and again when I can. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and, and for Hensford, um, new season starts next week. Um, Trafford's the first game. It's a different level. Um, it's not really where Hensford should be, I don't think. But um, do you think that the, there'll be a lot of pressure on the lads to get them back? And how do you kind of manage that pressure as a footballer? Um, I think Danny and I think both the Dan's are they're experienced lads, so they'll they'll know. They're, they're not going to um, be around the bush. They know that they've got they got to try and get the club as high as they can, and it'll be playoffs or nothing. And the fans will be demanding playoffs or nothing minimum. 
Defense, as you say, ends up a massive football club, a giant in the non-league team. So it's a lot. First full season at that level, so it's a different level, it's a difficult level as well. So it's not going to be easy, but I'm sure that the lads will give it a good go. Both of them, and I, I know both of them well, and they're both honest, hard-working lads, and they'll do they'll, they'll do all they can to get the club as high as they can. It's it's slightly different because obviously you played with with some unbelievable recognised players at Watford, but a lot of the lads at Hensford will have been used to playing at a higher level. Um, you've played at kind of almost both ends of the spectrum, really. How do you adjust from uh, one level to the next, if, if that makes sense? There's um, there's a lot of different levels to Hensford now that. That like you'd say, oh, the, the player at higher level, obviously they're dropping down. It's just it's getting used to it as quick as possible. Try and get used to the level. You got to play the level that you used to. You might be used to pre football at a higher level, but when you come down to the lower leagues, it's, it's hard work. It's it's guts and glory, basically, blood and sweat at that kind of level. Everybody wants to win. Everybody's got something to prove. And I think the quicker the lads can adapt to the um the level of football. We're not going a little bit of a role and, and get up the leagues as high as they can and as quick as they can, really. Um, and just finally, um, do you have a message yourself for the fans, um, for the Hensford fans ahead of the new season? Just, just get behind the boys. Get behind, get behind the two dads. They're good lads. They've obviously got the club um, best interest at heart and they want to do well and they want to get the club as high as they can. Just stick with them through good and bad times. You will have good times and you will have bad times. It's just getting behind them and just get the players rocking like I used to before when I was there. Just get behind the, get behind the players, get behind the club. Just, you know what I mean? Support everything the club's trying to do. And I'm sure the boys will get them up the league. Francino, it's been really great and interesting to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. No problem, mate. Thank you again and good luck for this season to all the boys at Hensford.